0: Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. Firefighters from Exira Fire and Rescue and Brayton Fire and Rescue were called to a structure fire northeast of Exira Sunday afternoon. Audubon County Emergency Management 911 Coordinator Tyler Tiggison said the call went out at around 2 p.m. at 2845 Pheasant Avenue, of a structure containing two helicopters, fuel, and a male victim who had received burns. Firefighters brought the fire under control and were completing an overhaul at around 3.37 p.m. Exira Fire and Rescue transported the victim to the Ottoman Airport, and the victim was life-flighted to a burn center. Brayton Fire and Rescue, Ottoman Fire and Rescue, Life Flight, Audubon County EMA, and the Ottoman County Sheriff's Office assisted Exira Fire and Rescue. The Creston Police Department reports two arrests. 24-year-old Keeford Kawan Griffith of Mississippi was arrested Saturday at the Creston Union County Law Enforcement Center for OWI second offense and possession of a controlled substance marijuana second offense. Griffith was transported to the Union County Jail and was later released on $3,000 cash or surety bond. And 38 year old Skyler Lee McIntosh was arrested early this morning at the Union County Law Enforcement Center for OWI First Offense and driving while barred. McIntosh was held in the Union County Jail and later released on $3,000 cash bond. The Adair County Sheriff's Office arrested 23 year old Trayvon DeMontis Patrick Taylor of Des Moines on February 7th on a warrant for failure to appear for violation of probation. Taylor was held on no bond and later released for time served and 25-year-old Austin Bryan Lanny Bengie of Greenfield was cited and released on February 6th for driving while barred and new title registration transfer violation. Guthrie County is in the process of creating a county-wide EMS system. Jotham Arbor, Executive Director of Health Services for Guthrie and Audubon Counties, about 18 months ago, the cities of Panora and Stewart informed the county that they were struggling to meet the demand of calls, especially in the western part of the county. Arbor explained that with the governor's bill that was passed in 2021, the county was allowed to look at a tax that could be placed across the county in order to fund EMS and deem EMS an essential service. An EMS Advisory Council was then created to look at the gaps in services, how much money would be needed to tax, and where the county should be going in the next 10 to 15 years. Arbor said the council initially had three thoughts.
1: One would be that we would continue to utilize the services and get some 28E agreements or contracts from the county to those services to add additional staff or resources or whatever it was that they needed um, and expand those services. And then the county would oversee those individual services as contractors to the county EMS system. Another thought was that we would combine all services into one EMS organization, uh, Guthrie County EMS or so, and then the cities wouldn't have to um, have responsibility for that and the county would continue to operate as the sole EMS service and take over those services. And then the third option uh, was that we would look at uh, potentially looking at outside providers to come in to fill that gap so the cities wouldn't have to go to that side.
0: Arbor said right now they are at the point where they are going to give the cities a RFP that outlines all of the things the county needs in order to cover the services, the response times, and the equipment. Those RFPs will go to the supervisors and ask that they levy at the 75 cents per thousand rate for EMS. Arbor said they are looking at 24-7 ambulance service coverage for the western part of the county and potentially 12-hour coverage toward the southwestern part of the county where they already have a volunteer service. He noted they are also working on a volunteer non-transport service.
1: We're going to be working with fire departments and local volunteers to get EMRs and EMTs trained so that they can respond locally. We're going to try and rebuild that system that we've lost over the last decade or so um, and just really... Bolster the local response. I know that uh, Cass County uh, they have a program similar to what we're looking at deploying. Ours is going to take a little bit longer to get off the ground, but that is that is something that's going to happen alongside with deploying more resources from the cities uh, via the RFPs and or the 28E agreements that the county will now broker.
0: Arbor said the most important thing any county can do is make sure their focus is on getting the residents the services they need.
1: The whole goal of this at the county level is to make sure that every resident that we serve, every resident that needs those services, they have it. And whatever we've got to do to make that happen, that's what the county's looking at doing. Um, as the health director for the county, it's it's my sole wish that when we get done with this that I can know that anybody from Bayard to Stewart to Adair, up to Jamaica, Yale, Bagley, all of those towns, can rest easy knowing when they do call 911 that someone will be there and that they will be there in a time that can save their life. Because right now I am worried that if we continue down the road that we're going, there are times when you might call 911 and we're going to get there as fast as we can, but right now fast as we can is not good enough. So we're going to address those gaps and hopefully um, over the next year or so, we can get this passed and get people the coverage that they need.
0: Jotham Arbor said the end of February is the timeline the supervisors were asking for something back so they can get it onto the ballot and figure out all of the next steps. A grand opening ceremony was held for the Lakin Foundation Child Development Center of Griswold on Saturday. Today is a
1: celebration because a vision that started over five years ago has come to reality with the construction of the Child Development Center. Please understand that we have inspections, certifications, and licensing processes to complete before we can open our doors and serve the community. But a large project to address an acute need in the community has been accomplished.
0: Noble Center United Methodist Church made a painful decision in 2018 to disband and close the church. Their vision was to commit over $60,000 to address the community's greatest need, childcare. The ceremony recognized the many individuals and organizations who had contributed their efforts and or funds to make this vision a reality. One of those organizations recognized was the Charles E. Lakin Foundation. Their $500,000 donation helped push the project to the finish line. Debbie Johnson is a member of the Board of Directors and Grant Committee Chair of the Charles E. Lakin Foundation and daughter of Charles and Florence Lakin.
1: In our explorations of these counties in southwest Iowa, I have found that it's the community, and it's the enthusiasm and passion of everyone in the community that makes this happen. We happen to be able to contribute dollars, but no way could it be done without the community and the passion of everyone involved.
0: The community's support and involvement in this project was echoed by all who spoke at the ceremony. Matt Layton is president of the Noble Initiative Foundation.
1: Another realization I made was that if you want change to happen, got to get involved. You can't stand on the sideline, you just got to be involved and help make the change. Now we're getting closer to we'll open the doors to this building. This building reflects upon the support of the whole community, the town, and the state, all the donations we've gotten. And if you feel like you still want to donate a little more, we do have an Amazon account set up for some of the items that still need it.
0: Chelsea Dvorak, director of the Lakin Foundation Child Development Center, said her top priority is providing quality child care for families in the community. Every child will feel loved and cared for at our center. Every child will feel support from our staff and know that they have someone in their corner that is always there for help. We will work as a partnership with families to ensure that their children are well cared for and that their individual needs are met. I would like to thank everyone in this community for all of the work that you have done. Without all of you, this wouldn't have been possible. The state fire marshal has approved the Center for Occupancy, but the next step is licensing through the state. Therefore, there is not an official opening date for the Child Development Center at this time. It was also announced on Saturday that the U.S. Department of Agriculture Rural Development is awarding a $1 million grant to the Lakin Foundation Child Development Center of Griswold. The grant was made through the USDA Rural Development Community Facilities Direct Loan and Grant Program and was congressionally designated spending. The quest for Iowa's Best Burger is underway. New this year, previous winners can enter again.
1: And and this is the year that we're allowing that to happen in celebration of finding the 15th Iowa's Best Burger. So past winners can have a chance to be in the top 10 and to win.
0: Kylie Peterson with Iowa Beef Industry Council. Voting is underway on their website through March 12th. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.